Jack Sherry on 2FM. Now, porn plays a role in most people's lives these days and for many people is a healthy, happy part of their sexuality and relationship. Sometimes, however, that's not the case. And today, Dr. Caroline West, lecturer at DCU and creator of the Glow of Glow West podcast, joins us now to discuss this. So, Caroline, can we kick off by talking about how porn can be a healthy part of a relationship? Yeah, I can. And this is what's often missed in some of the the scary headlines about, you know, the damage of porn and stuff like that. And for the majority of people, you know, they watch it on an average basis. You know, there's no major traumas attached. You know, there's there's nothing kind of negative there. And it can actually be really affirming to a lot of people. So say you're in like an LGBT relationship, you know, to see other people with the same body types or sexualities on screen and a diverse range of bodies that can actually just be really affirming as well as hot we have to always remember that part that's why we're watching porn Mm. but you know it it can be nice to see that representation which is missing so much in you know other forms of of media sometimes and it's okay to be a hot queer person you know we we kind of forget this part sometimes in in the midst of other conversations so it, it can absolutely be a good thing you know pleasure is pleasure and people define that in all sorts of weird and wonderful ways and you know seeing it depicted on screen is not always an inherently bad thing yeah that's interesting I've seen that discussed before that you know body image can become a real problem for people um when it comes to their sex lives and I've seen it recommended before that you watch porn that features bodies like your and it can help you see yourself in a more positive way in the context of intimacy. Yeah, for sure. You know, if we look at all the debates on, say, for example, for trans people, they're pretty nasty, horrible debates about the existence of trans people from Mm. awful turfs and things like this. But, you know, maybe if you're just watching porn, it's just, hey, here's a hot person and they're doing hot things and there's no big, massive debates about existence or not. The debate is which sex toy do you use? You know, like that's a regular average part of everyday life. So it's almost nice to have a a break from, from things like that. But just... It's it's like it's lovely. I was watching Crash Pad series before coming on um, for, for what you do in the morning times. But, you know, the diversity of the bodies was just so affirming. And like as a as a cis person, you know, I don't have that debate over my existence, but it's still nice to go. Do you know what? There's actually such a lovely range of bodies out there and mm. they're all hot in their own ways. So it's nice to see that. Yeah. So we know that that porn isn't all bad and it doesn't necessarily have to have a negative impact on a relationship. But I suppose it is having a negative impact on some people's relationships and uh, from what I read some people even consider their partner watching porn to be cheating so what would you say to people who feel that way yeah this is the thing about relationships you know you can define cheating in so many different ways and you know what it comes down to is what works for you or not. Like some people would say sexing is cheating. Some people would say flirting is cheating. You know, it really kind of depends on the boundaries that you have established in, in your relationship with your partner. Um, some people, you know, they might establish that out of fear or uncomfortableness with their own body. And that's maybe a conversation they have with themselves, you know, to work on getting more comfortable. But also we don't have to watch porn. It's not mandatory, um, mm. thankfully. You know, so it, it's if it's something that does really bother you or if it's a deal breaker in a relationship that's where you have to speak up and say look I, I actually you know if you're going to watch porn this is you know a, a red line issue for me so you know communicating that but also 
having a look at yourself and going, why do I feel like this? Like, Mm -hmm. what's going on for me around sex that I can't handle my partner watching other people having sex? And maybe it's insecurity, maybe it's trauma, whatever it is, you know, but maybe working on that might lead us to have maybe a healthier view of relationships. Overall, I'm not just talking about porn in itself. You know, you don't have to like it. That's absolutely fine. But I think it's an easy site to project our insecurities and anxieties onto sometimes. I suppose, yeah, you don't need to like something, but it's always a good idea to explore where that resistance comes from um, because sometimes you can kind of learn things about yourself through that exploration. Um, Can I ask, though, because, uh, you know, one thing that I think that can be a struggle is you might think it's absolutely fine. I have no problem with my partner watching pornography. But then you might find out that the type of porn that they're interested in, because, of course, there is such a wide spectrum of of material in the world of pornography. The type of pornography might be a sticking point for you. You know, they might be interested in something that's maybe a bit more violent than what you'd be into um, or maybe the type of person who they enjoy watching is not like you at all and you find that hard to come to terms with what would you say about that yeah you know the the great thing about yeah sexual depiction is as soon as you think you've seen it all there's absolutely way more out there that you never even thought of but sometimes it might not necessarily mean that we're watching it because we're super into it sometimes it might just be a curiosity thing of Mm. oh this is what this is like or maybe you know we have these fantasies in our heads and and fantasies can be very un-PC sometimes and it's not necessarily things that we want to do in real life but maybe having a look at it in porn might just be kind of one outlet for those kind of feelings you know especially like violent porn is it's very subjective you know like what counts as violent porn for some people it's spanking for some people it's kink but the issue there is consent obviously that you know like BDSM should should is the keyword there be all about consent so Mm. you know does that mean that person wants to do that in real life maybe not like but maybe this is just a way to kind of explore it and some people watch porn and they're not watching it essentially like even to get off, but just to look and see. And they, they might think, oh, maybe that's something I'd like to try down the line, but no pressure. And body types as well. You know, we're not all attracted to the same exact same body type. And sometimes it's nice to have a look at different body types that's out there. It doesn't mean that you don't find your partner attractive. Mm. You know, we we watch Hollywood movies about violence all the time. It doesn't mean we all want to go out and rob cars and start, you know, yeah. doing Grand Theft Auto around the streets of yeah. Dublin and stuff so it doesn't necessarily equate to if they watch this they really want to do this in real life okay I think that's important important for people to know if you do find yourself you know say you open the laptop someday and there's you know something is open your partner has been watching something that you're horrified by and even though you know rationally that it might not mean that they're actually into that or they actually want to do it it might maybe stay with you and it might be bothering you what's a good way to kind of broach that conversation with them yeah, it could be an awkward one for sure. So there's definitely empathy there for like how difficult a conversation that might be. But it is one that has to happen if you're if it's staying with you and affecting things and stuff. So, you know, having a conversation when you're in a neutral space, such as, you know, going out for a walk or something, maybe around not no one else, you know, nearby mm. on your walk kind of thing. Um, but just saying, look, I happen to see this on, on your on your laptop. Do you want to tell me about it? So not going in automatically going, I saw this horrendous material. I was so disgusted. You know, just a neutral statement of this is what I saw. Do you want to talk about it? Mm. And if they're kind of refusing to talk, you know, that's kind of a 
red flag in relationships if you're upset about something and the other person isn't wanting to talk about it you know that's not a sign of a healthy relationship as awkward as it might be for them but if you're saying look I I just want to know like what's going on about this and obviously if it's something that's illegal content or featuring minors that's a a very different conversation but you know maybe looking at yourself and going why am I so upset by this Mm. like what is it like why are you angry about it is it because you think that you know kink is anti-feminist or whatever happens to be you know it's all it's all valid for our own reasons but yeah like trying to just be as non-judgmental and calm as possible and you know if if they're not willing to talk about it you know kind of note that as as a red flag in the relationship Mm. you know people sometimes think this this stuff is really private but if it's impacting your sex life it's not private it's between the two of you then I suppose like Irish people I think sometimes really struggle to talk about this stuff because of the society that we grew up in and that we live in um and you know I I wonder sometimes would it be a good idea to get a bit of professional help in a situation like that you know even though we don't like talking about it in a way maybe it might help to have a stranger in involved you know when I'm talking about a therapist obviously and there are lots of lots of therapists who specialize in this kind of thing in Ireland aren't there yeah, there's tons. Um, I would just make sure for anyone who's looking at, at sex therapy to check the person's qualification. There are unfortunately people who claim to be sex therapists and they're they're not. They don't have a specific qualification in it. So that would be my, my number one kind of thing. But, I, you know, I'm a massive fan of therapy all around. I wish we were all in therapy every week for a very accessible price because we'd be a much happier society. But yeah, having that neutral spot and, and maybe some people just don't have the words because it is it's hard to talk about sex we have a history of not talking about sex in Ireland so it's hard to just step up all of a sudden and think I know exactly how to talk about my deepest darkest desires like Mm. that's pretty hard for most people but yeah therapy space is just like a nice neutral location you're not there to be judged and it's not one side over the other it's just a space where you can both find you know the courage and the words to try and talk to each other so the therapist is more like a facilitator really of anything else so Mm. I'm massive fan yeah like sign everyone in the country up for sex therapy all day long (laughs) I think we'd be a much happier society and presumably that's the way to go if you're concerned about the overuse of pornography if you find that because porn addiction is a is a real thing isn't it um, it's debated. It's rejected as a definition by organizations such as the World Health Organization, oh. um, groups of like the American Psychiatric, I think it is pronounced, um, association. So it, it's a it's a complex kind of thing. And okay. sometimes behind it, there's other things like hypersexual um, behavior, compulsive sexual behavior. So, you know, I think more than getting bogged down in the labels and does it exist, does it not exist? You know, um, there's a sex therapist called Aoife Jury who gave great advice when she was on my podcast. And she said, look, it doesn't matter what the label is, but if it's causing you distress, that's where there's an issue. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great way of looking at it rather than going, what's an addict? Is it, you know, do you watch it 10 times a day? Is it 15? Is it three? What is it? It's just, is it causing you distress? Is it impacting your relationship? Mm-hmm. You know, do you feel guilt or shame or anything like this? And if that's the case, maybe then that's the time to maybe go and seek help. So mm-hmm. the, the label doesn't matter as much as the feeling around it. And I think that's a nice empathetic way of, of looking at it also. Yeah, that makes total sense. And then, of course, you know, there is support out there, um, as we mentioned. Okay, well, look, thank you so much for kind of getting down to the bottom of it for us today. Uh, That is Dr. Caroline West, host of the Glow West podcast. Have a lovely day, Caroline. Thanks, Mel Louise.
Louise McSharry on 2FM.